If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And welcome back, everybody, to Games with Bill. Uh, last episode, I talked about the Xbox uh, showcase uh, from the Summer Game Fest. And today, I'm going to be talking about the PC gaming show. Um, overall, uh, I want to say, actually, before I get started, I want to say that I am using a brand new piece of equipment in order to record this podcast. So if things sound weird or if I screw something up, uh, that's the reason. Uh, feel free to let me know what you guys think of how everything sound, how everything flowed. I'm kind of doing a more live to tape version with this because this equipment allows me to do that. But let me know what you guys think. I am at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. I want to start off by saying overall that the PC gaming showcase has been traditionally my least favorite showcase of e3 now of course we're not in e3 this is summer game fest but it's 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 still kind of e3 you know what i mean and the pc gaming showcase traditionally has been my least favorite the one that i find the most irritating to watch because they try and like force too much like story into it like not not story games, but like last year they had like some weird robot attacking and they were, they tried to do some kind of, I, I get what they're doing, this tongue in cheek, humorous nature to it. I find it irritating and I'm not going to say that it's bad because a lot of people worked really, really hard to make that thing happen and a lot of people really enjoy it. I have not enjoyed it very much in the past. That being said... This year's PC gaming show, I feel like it was the best PC gaming show that I've seen in a long time. And I feel like it's because they had a lot less of that. Now, I will say this. It wasn't my... Um, it was too long. It was two hours long. Um, and I'm not saying this to be snarky. I fell asleep in the middle of it. That probably is because I'm old, not because it was bad. But I did fall asleep in the middle of the show and because it was two hours long, I felt there were, like there was a lot of filler. Now, one of the things that I feel like Xbox did really well this year is they split their announcements into two different uh, showcases. There was the first showcase, which was just game announcement, game announcement, game announcement. And then the second one was like, hey, we've got like these interviews with developers and publishers, and we want to show those to you. And some people really want to see that stuff, and some people don't. Um, so taking it and putting it into two sections, because almost everybody wants to see the game announcements and the number of people who want to watch the interviews and stuff, that's that's fewer. So I think it was good for Microsoft to split those things up the way that they did. PC Gaming Showcase in integrated those interviews and stuff, and I'm using the word interview very loosely here because it was really just scripted. I'm going to say this so that you have the opportunity to say that. And I don't like those kind of interviews. I, I 
tune out as soon as those kind of interviews, as soon as I can clearly see that it's all like pre-agreed upon ahead of time. And so I feel like that's not the best way to go about it. And uh, separating it out, I think, would have made for a faster, punchier, better show. But it's much better than it was last year. Now, as it was two hours long, I obviously cannot talk about every single game that they showed off. Um, So I'm just going to talk about the ones that jumped out to me. If you saw something that was really, really cool, let me know on Twitter. I'm at RunJumpStomp. And uh, make sure that you tune in to the next episode of On Deck. That's my podcast about PC gaming itself and the Steam Deck. Um, We'll probably talk about the PC gaming show there as well. And there'll be things that I didn't want to talk about that my co-host will want to talk about because we like different kinds of games. Anyway, for me... Um, before, actually, before we do that, let's take a second and thank the sponsor of the show. I really do appreciate them, uh, supporting our sponsors supports us. So, uh, here's, here's the sponsor of today's episode and I'll see you guys on the other side. Let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this show. I've always said that you should use the right tool for the job. Can you trim your lawn with a pair of scissors? I mean, sure, but should you? Probably not. Speaking of trimming, support for Games with Bill is brought to you by Manscaped. What's Manscaped? They're the men's grooming company that has a serious sense of humor. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for all your men's hygiene needs. And they recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for my listeners. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GWB at checkout. The performance package includes their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with two guards and a brush, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, men's deodorant, toner, boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold everything. They even have a custom newspaper in the performance package filled with that serious sense of humor that I mentioned. You could just read it, or you can use it to make your post-grooming cleanup a breeze. The Lawnmower Trimmer and Weed Whacker feature advanced skin-safe technology to reduce the risk of grooming accidents, and they are even waterproof, which means you can clean them easily. Get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code GWB20 at manscaped.com. Once again, to get 20% off and free shipping with your performance package, head on over to manscaped.com and use GWB20 at checkout. When you support our sponsors, you're supporting the show. And big thank you to Manscaped for supporting the show. All right, let's jump into the things that I was really excited for from the PC Gaming Show. Number one, and this is in no particular order, but the first thing that I wrote down, Tactical Breach Wizards. Um, I really like the humor, but this game looks like a cross between XCOM with magic, and it has a really, really cool art style to it. Uh, I'm going to say very almost like cell shaded looking the the there were a lot of jokes in this and but basically it is uh, XCOM where you you have like these turn based moves where you can move a character in and then have them like overwatch over um you know over an area and then if somebody happens to walk by that area you shoot them or whatever but it's not just guns like it has magic and stuff and you can even like rewind time i thought the tactical breach wizards looked really really cool we don't know when that's coming it just says coming soon but i thought i thought that was fantastic uh moving on to the invincible the invincible 
boy. Uh, it looks like you're on some other planet, like Mars-inspired or something. But the the technology all feels like technology that was inspired out of the the 50s or the 60s. Like I remember when I was a kid watching older cartoons or older TV shows where they would have this idea of what technology was going to be like in the future. So whatever you imagine that technology, like if you go back to like the 1950s or 60s and imagine forward, what will the technology look like based on that? Then this is the kind of tech that you get. It seems to be like some kind of exploration game. I didn't see like a bunch of combat or anything. Like you did see like a giant robot, like destroy another thing. And you were like, oh no, now it's looking at me and it's going to kill me. I don't really know what kind of game this is. They describe it as a sci-fi thriller, action-adventure, story-rich exploration game that is like a choose-your-own-adventure, which sounds really cool. The Those kind of games for me can be very hit or miss, but overall, I think that The Invincible looks compelling, if for no other reason than just to try it out, because I like... I like the setting. I like the world building that's going on there. Not sure about the gameplay. Like the the gameplay looked very boring to me, but that could just be because they're doing world building right there and that's the the way that it has to go. All right. Let's move on to Deceive Incorporated. Deceive Incorporated. If you remember this from when I was uh, well, I don't know how you'd remember it from when I was a kid, but one of the things that I remember from when I was a kid was this spy versus spy. I don't know where it started, but there was this uh, spy in white clothes and a spy in black clothes. And I remember I even had like a Nintendo game based on spy versus spy. That's what Deceive Incorporated essentially is. It's a multiplayer spy game where you are hired by some corporation in order to... Uh, go steal a MacGuffin and then get to the extraction point. But they don't trust you to do it. So instead of it just being you, they hire a bunch of people. They're, they hire a bunch of different spies to do it. And you don't know who who the other people are. So as you are playing the game, maybe you get to the MacGuffin and you steal it. Or maybe somebody beats you to it. Well, then now you know that the MacGuffin's on the move. And somebody has to get that MacGuffin from the person who has it so that they don't win. So now you've got to kill the person who has the thing and try and get to the extraction point. And now somebody's got to try and kill you to get the thing and get that to the extraction point. It seems like a pretty, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, unique kind of gameplay. And I think that I think that it looks really cool. I love the idea of every spy for themselves and everybody's after the same thing and People have like disguises, so you can't tell if they're spies or not as you're walking around. Kind of like multiplayer Hitman. I think that's I think Deceive Incorporated looks really, really fun. And it's one of those games that I think would be awesome if you're like in a Discord call with a bunch of people and and uh playing through the game and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that you know X person just got me or whatever. I think it looks cool. All right, speaking of games that look cool. A lot of people are going to be like, Bill, what is wrong with you? Give me your gamer card. You can't have that anymore. I've never played System Shock. I've never played that game. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. And I remember 
seeing footage of the game or whatever and being like, woof, that thing looks ugly. But System Shock uh, has a demo out, actually. I, I haven't played the demo. I don't know what it's like. Um, I'll try and get it installed on my Steam Deck, and maybe I'll talk about it um, on the next episode of On Deck. But it's this immersive cyberpunk first-person shooter with like sci-fi horror elements, which ticks all the boxes for me like that sounds super super fun this game looks really cool i know that everybody always says how great the original system shock was and i never got to like play it and enjoy it so this is definitely number one on my list of a game that i want to try out because i've heard nothing but fantastic things about system shock it has a really great visual design it's like some kind of I don't know, balance between realistic looking stuff and almost volumetric pixels. I can't describe it. Like there were it might just be a filter like, oh, the person like turned on a thing in their eyes and it makes things look weird. I'm not sure because I haven't played the original. But what I was seeing looked really interesting and unique. And I'm definitely I'm definitely all in on checking out System Shock, uh, if for no other reason than they actually got Warren Spector, who I guess was the original designer of the game, to come back and work on the new one, which is really, really cool. Okay, uh, moving on to a game called Immortality. This is really strange to me because I remember back in the day, back in the day of the Sega CD, we had a lot, and even on PC, we had a lot of these games back in the day where they were re- like live action things where they filmed people doing the things for the games and then they built a game around that. Think like Night Trap. Um, oh my God, what was the. There were two games on the PC, the 11th Hour and 7th Guest uh, were another pair of games that did that. Um, you know. And then like Sewer Shark on the Sega CD, uh, all those all those games from that era. That's the vibe that I got from Immortality. Uh, they call it a a, a a horror adventure simulating simulation game, but to me, it is a live action game. And the idea of a live action game these days is really weird to me. So I'm not sure what what they're going for, but it's definitely got my attention. I don't know that I will spend money on immortality, but if it gets like in a in a humble bundle or something, then I might throw some money at it that way because I feel like a live action game could really be hit or miss for me. Uh, let me know what is your favorite live action game that you've ever played. For me, it has to be Sewer Shark. I still remember. I can't remember the name of that actor's name. Uh, but the the main bad guy who was always taunting you and stuff, and like he would be sitting there eating spaghetti uh, while yelling at you for not doing a good job getting through the sewer. I remember playing that a lot on my Sega CD back in the day. What a weird game! Live action games are weird. All right, um, Demon School. Uh, I, I I'm going to describe that as inspired by Persona, turn based tactical grid game with Octopath. Tra- uh, traveler graphics and if you've listened to my stuff for any length of time then you know that i adore the graphics the visual design of octopath so this is right up my alley when it comes to just the the visuals of it turn-based tactical grid games i always want to like 
but I usually lose interest in them fairly quickly, mostly because the battles tend to take a really, really long time. Uh, so I don't know if Demon School is for me, but I love, love, love the art style of this game. Uh, even the even the cutscenes are like sprite-based graphics in a 3D world, and I just adore the way that this looks. So hopefully this one's pretty good, and it's something that I'll enjoy, but I'm not 100% sold on it. I just really, really like the way that it looks. All right, moving on. Open World Survival RPG with multiplayer has a demo as well. Uh, I guess this one's called Frozen Flame. Now, when I was watching the video, I thought that it was just, I thought it was more like Valheim, but they have this tagged on Steam as massively multiplayer, which is surprising to me because I didn't think of this as a massively multiplayer game when I saw it. I thought, oh, this is one of those server games where you you know you and your friends get a server and you run around in the world like collecting materials, bringing those materials back and building your base up. But apparently this is an MMO. And if you've listened to my stuff for any length of time, you know that I love, love, love MMOs. So um, uh, Frozen Flame, definitely on my list of games that I want to check out, but not, not 100% sold on it. Um, but hey, there's a demo so I can try it out again, you know, check out, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes so that you guys can get a, uh, can you can see all of the games that were in the PC gaming show? Uh, because I think overall it was, it, there, there was a lot there. There was something there for everybody. All right. I'm going to lightning round the rest of these because they're ones that jumped out at me as interesting, but probably not for me, but definitely for other people. Uh, Rotwood looks to me very inspired by Castle Crashers Um, in the art style and gameplay. It seems like the kind of game that is a side-scrolling brawler. Uh, It has online co-op. It is a hack-and-slash dungeon crawler game, and I love the art style of this. It's really, really pretty. All of the sprites that are in it are just beautiful, beautiful sprites, and it's got that, that brawler... Uh, aspect to it which is very cool and I love the not just the art design but like the boss design the bosses look really cool so Rotwood looks fantastic Uh, I don't think that there's a demo uh, available for that one but that says that it's coming soon and it's definitely definitely something that I would check out if it if it had a demo now if you ask most people well maybe not most but if you ask uh if you ask people uh many people would would respond with their favorite game on the N64 was GoldenEye. Not everybody, and not me, but a lot of people would say that was their favorite game. I didn't have GoldenEye. I played mostly single-player games on my N64, except for, I think it was Cal Ripken's Baseball, and then the game, the places where I went to go play multiplayer games was Diablo, Ultima Online, that kind of stuff, back in that era. But GoldenEye is wildly like everybody loves GoldenEye that 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 played it. And there's this game that has a demo. And I haven't played it yet. I'm going to try that as soon as I can. Um but it's called Agent 64 Spies Never Die and it looks like somebody is taking GoldenEye and trying to make their own version of it, which is really smart because people love this retro first person shooter they 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 just love that and GoldenEye was always super popular and the idea to call it Agent sixty four 
so generic, but everybody knows exactly what you're talking about is just brilliant. I thought I thought that that one looked fantastic. And then the last one that I want to talk about before I move on to talk about Half-Life for a second. Yes, Half-Life, but not what you're thinking. Uh is Alters. There there's a movie, uh, you know what I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the movie. There's this okay. There's no gameplay shown in this trailer for Alters. There's no gameplay shown. That being said, um, I'm definitely intrigued by this. You see Alters as you, you are this guy. You walk into a room and there's a bunch of different versions or Alters of this guy. And each one is slightly different than the others. Think like Loki in, well, the show Loki, where they have a bunch of different Lokis and a bunch of different variants, as they call them, uh, of the same person throughout like the multiverse or whatever. And anytime in, in the show Loki, you know, like these these different characters, different versions of the same person are all get together. And if anybody ever steps out of line, they got to get gotten rid of. Uh, that's what alters feels like, uh, where you've got all these different versions of the same guy. And they're riding around in... I guess what can only be described as a a storage cart, uh, not storage cart. What are those things that a shipping crate? They're they're riding around in a shipping crate that is suspended in the middle of a giant wheel, rolling along the 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 surface of some unknown planet. And it, they they describe the game as an emotional, psychological, futuristic sci fi adventure. We don't get to see gameplay. I don't know what this game is supposed to be like. I don't know if it's just, you know, I watch a cutscene and like do a, a QTE, but they definitely got my attention because of just the j- just the uh, the world building that they have going on here. Maybe maybe the gameplay is nothing like this, but the world building looks really interesting and I think that I think the alters looks cool. All right. Now to talk about the game that I probably won't get to play, but I really wish I could play. And that's Half-Life Alex Levitation. And you you hear me say that and you're like, what is that? And that's why I was surprised about this too. So apparently Half-Life Alex Levitation is a fan-made mod that has a full story in it. And it just makes me realize that I really missed out on Half-Life Alex, which is irritating because I bought the Steam Controller uh, back when it first came out, and I hooked it up to my Mac, and the Steam controller didn't really work at launch on the Mac, and so as a as a I'm sorry, as a mea culpa, Valve said, okay, everybody who hooked the Steam controller up to a Mac before a certain day, they all get every single, um, every single Steam game or not, not Steam game, every single Valve game that we've made. And that we make in the future, just automatic. Excuse me, automatically added to our account, which is crazy. But that's what they did. Which means I already own Half Life Alex, but I don't have a way to play that game. And I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. And just seeing the gameplay from this this fan made mod of Half Life Alex makes me want to go out, run out, and buy a headset so that I can enjoy that. I'm not going to. I'm going to wait because I think I'm going to end up getting the PS5 um, P5 
PSVR 2, which I know probably won't have Half-Life Alex on it, but but I think that's the one that I want to get because it's got the um what's the word I'm looking for? It's got the uh the eye the eye tracking in it. And I think that that might be a game changer uh, for P, uh, for um, for VR. But Half-Life Alex Levitation looked amazing. And I just wish that I had a VR headset to hook up to my computer. My computer, I don't think, is powerful enough to run a VR headset anyway. Uh, but anyway, those are the games from the PC gaming show that jumped out to me as the most exciting. Again, this was the P- PC gaming show that overall I thought looked better than any pc gaming show that i have seen in a really really long time and i have to say that that i'm excited for a lot of the games that they showed off if there was a game that jumped out at you that i did not talk about please let me know i am at run jump stomp on twitter i'm curious what you all uh thought about the pc gaming show um and maybe even the Capcom show. I didn't talk about the Capcom show, but I also saw that. I thought it was overall fairly disappointing, even though I'm really excited for Monster Hunter. Uh, but hey, that's it for Not E3. Thank you guys for hanging out. I will see you next time. Stay awesome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>